to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mmm. Murray took the opportunity in her article to further develop her conception of what Aisha Hardison terms Jane Crow discourse, a way of speaking about black female subjectivity under a specific set of social conditions, mass migration, changing gender relations, class anxiety, and racial strife. Murray proclaimed that the Negro woman was in a state of revolt against a dual framework of male supremacy and white supremacy, in which the Negro woman finds herself at the bottom of the socioeconomic scale. The revolt was being felt most keenly among negro college trained and professional women such a woman who in many cases had outpaced her male counterparts in educational achievement could not find a mate with whom she can share all the richness of her life in addition to its functional aspects murray averred that these women's advanced educational skills and increased earning power were a social handicap if the woman wanted marriage men would shy away from such relationships because it's too great a threat to their security and since black women could not look to these relationships for economic security they might still find in them a modicum of emotional security but here again murray declares she the negro woman is defeated the american negro male is not prepared to offer emotional security because he has rarely if ever known it himself his submerged status in american life places unnatural stresses and strains upon his already inadequate equipment inherited from our immature democracy notwithstanding the clear dig at black man's inadequate equipment a dig that is shot through with murray's own anxieties regarding her equipment she nailed the analysis of the way that racism and the failures of liberal american democracy have stunned and entrapped black men in retrograde ideas about black masculinity this frustrated masculine and gender development um equated to a general miseducation of the sexes which when coupled with outmoded social taboos that have helped to form rigid modes into which sex sexes are poured and which determine in advance the role men and women are played in community life the politics of racial manhood compel black men to act as if they are the lords of creation the breadwinners and warriors of our time and of all time but murray assessed they play the role with varying degrees of hemacting and success and really are as frightened and insecure as modern women are hey welcome to the black Tips podcast with your host rod and hearing and we are live on a tuesday ready to do some podcasting yes we are find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy who tips all those places that you listen to podcasts and you'll find us in case you stole somebody's phone and it's your first time hearing us <laughs> shout out to you the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport what about a bullet ball extreme um and that excerpt that i read today is from the book beyond respectability women gender and sexuality in american history by Brittany c cooper um and that was um her interpretation of Polly murray who was a gender non-conforming possibly trans uh man but they didn't have the words for all that during her time yeah and she was writing that so long ago um about like the way gender works and the way oppression works in america and how it has really uh uh hurt the development of black men how it hurt the development of um at least cishet relationships in 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 the black america with you know black men ascribing to uh 
essentially a masculinity that's unattainable in this country for black men anyway correct but but really was is harmful to everybody it's, it's a white male um type of definition of what a man is and right. you know that that entire definition of manhood is founded on the oppression of others as you know the white man is essentially all about the fact that he can push everyone else down um and so the idea and this i mean this shit permeates to this day man like the idea that a black woman who is successful and outpaces her male counterparts uh a cishead black woman anyway outpaces her male counterparts in um education earning things of this nature immediately sort of quarters herself off from being quote-unquote dateable without uh it being intimidating to some man like oh my woman earns more than me uh well then i can't be with her you know oh she's she's smarter than me well fuck that a man's supposed to be the smartest one and so you got to dull yourself down dumb yourself down or you know do do something in order to placate the ego of these men which you know is holding you back yeah and a lot of women do that uh but i'm not i'm happy there is a generation of women that go nah fuck that mm-hmm. my education is my education I, I don't know what to tell you i i i'm not going to make less to stroke to, to um to stroke your ego and make your ass feel better like i, I can't do that i'm not gonna put myself in a box because the, because the thing is particularly being uh, a black woman well black people in general their bodies are controlled but particularly black women your body is very controlled Mm -hmm. from your hair to your clothes to your body to your sexuality like every aspect of your life is picked at and nicked at and and pulled apart you know to for some black women even as they get older and some they never find out who they really are because they're so picked apart they can't even put themselves back together again because in the midst of everybody picking them apart they lost themselves in that process Mm -hmm. and you have women now that either older women that have found themselves or younger women to go fuck that you have women now just going, no, 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 I'm not changing. I know who I am. These are the things I want. These are the things that I desire, you know, because also black women, I, we put everything before us. Black before everything. You know, woman don't mean shit. Black, you know, put black first. You know, I, I don't get the option of putting myself as a woman first and meeting my womanly needs. Th- those things don't matter. What matter is the blackness. And when the blackness, you actually, you know, default is black man and black children. Like, like put those things before you black woman. You know, how dare you come in here and talk about your woman shit. So I can't talk about my woman shit to, to black my black man and black people then i can't talk about my woman shit to the white women because they they have a problem with me too so it was like it could become very very frustrating and it's one of those things where uh particularly for black women you know you've already are trying to navigate this world where people already saying that you have attitude and 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 you're you're just nasty and mean regardless if it's true or not you know people already have these myths about you uh and even black men have myths about black women too 
you know uh we all come in different shapes sizes and colors but the bulk of but most black women don't give a fuck they just trying to live their life like every fucking body else but people don't see it like that you know they they don't see you just trying to navigate this this wild and crazy world just like everybody else and it, it can become frustrating it can become aggravating it can make you angry and you know i understand why uh some black women get to the point of like fuck it yes i got a goddamn master's degree and and bitch no i'm not gonna dumb myself down no i'm not no i refuse you know and it's one of those things where um men have never actually been required to step their game up like they've never actually nothing has been challenged upon men like that women have always been challenged be a certain weight be a certain size hi you know have your hair fixed this way wear your makeup this way your heels have to be this tall your dress have to be like like we constantly have these standards placed upon us but when we turn around and we got demands everybody wants to get a goddamn attitude yeah and it's it's also the dealing with the double um oppression too because as a woman there's also issues too right so that's within the race you have this issue between men and women and stuff and then outside the race you have the race issue um and that combining uh down on on women it's it's, it doesn't it's like you're fighting two revolutions at once right because you want to rebel against you know a lot of gendered uh violence and oppression and stuff that's out there in society but then at the same time you want to rebel against all this racial violence and oppression that's out there at the same time so yeah i think also um the thing she really hit on or they really hit on i guess um you know at the time like i said there really wasn't language around this for Polly murray's life but um uh the thing that uh Polly murray really hit on was this idea that black men were not equipped to deal with this and um you know obviously it's a dig at black men like as you said it can be a lot of anger and stuff i think to this day that's why we still have so many gender wars and stuff i mean Correct. there's gender wars among white and black people too but you know for some reason among black people you know it's really pronounced because we live it you know mm-hmm. and we're all dealing with oppression of race anyway and mm-hmm. then it's like we can't even be together on on other issues but um black men have so clearly been infantilized and we're supposed to be the leaders the this the that but at the same time we're the victims the most victim where you know when it comes to racial issues we take the forefront and say hey it's really us that are the endangered species you know hey at least you're able to go get a master's degree you know black men we do we be in prison blah 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 and it's that tug of war that i think essentially stagnates all discussion because Mm -hmm. then it becomes about who's more oppressed and with black men feeling they are firmly the most oppressed regardless of any evidence to the contrary regardless of any of the hierarchy within the race of the oppressions that we are complicit in you know whether it's gendered violence domestic violence um you know homophobic transphobic violence all of that stuff it's like none of that can count because white people hate us so much so therefore we we refuse to hear any other discussion you know i was looking at a video today of a 
um this woman who uh her and her friend were just like exercising they were out for either a walk or a run or something i mm-hmm. think they were finished running mm-hmm. and they were walking back to the house and this black dude stopped and pulled over and was trying to holler at them and they kept walking for a couple blocks and he followed them in his car for a couple of blocks almost to her house and you know they t- finally turned around and said hey we're not interested you know they had already told him before but like leave us alone and he like they went into the house he got out of his car went and was banging on their door making all kinds of noise oh. talking about all the shit he would do to him now obviously this is not typical of every black man blah right. blah blah so don't mm-hmm. please don't take it that way but, but that's the thing you never know how right. pe- how how men are going to respond and that's the thing men don't get the same way y'all feel about the police is how women feel about men all y'all majority of you are good the one or two percent is bad but instead of you calling the one or two percent out everybody go we all good and that's not true well and it's not just that but like within that framework this black woman essentially has to pick right because what happened next was um the um the um the the black dude's banging on the door and a white woman neighbor comes out to who lives in this hotel or whatever to be like hey cut it out and she doesn't know all the stuff that's happening but she calls him a monkey and all this racist shit lord she made it worse right and the police were called the police come out there they don't want to believe the black woman uh doesn't know him so they're like well you obviously know him i don't know if that's your baby daddy or whatever but you know y'all need to you know work this out and she's like you know what do i do because nobody gives a fuck about us in this situation we're the one that was threatened by this man this man is threatened essentially by the police and by this white woman uh with racial violence and obviously we're not okay with that but what the fuck is the right answer and at the end of the day no one is concerned about protecting us they want to protect this white woman they want to um you know they want to dismiss us and and put us in a situation where this man is somehow supposed to be familiar to us he now knows where we live and shit and she was so now i gotta fucking move and she ended up crying about the shit um and it really made me think about you know like this passage here where it's like the the black men can be the abuser and at the same time be abused Mm -hmm. you know and i think that dichotomy is hard for them to live in hard for us to live in and it ends up to this like almost dismissive thing of like well the things we do aren't really real the 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 oppression we participate in the patriarchy we participate in the stifling of our women we participate in those aren't real though you know those the the the, what is real is police what's real is prison what's real is lynch lynching because those things directly impact me (coughs) right um you know and i think and i think what's crazy is that's not just a black man thing that's Mm -hmm. that's a black culture thing because women buy into that too you know um it's why these hashtags on twitter normally pop off when it's a black dude you know it's because it's not just a um you know it's not just i mean there's a lot of moving factors obviously but it's not it's 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 not just black men that are participating in this like patriarchy everyone participates in it um so yes it was just interesting man and i you know i and i and i don't think she's i don't think Polly murray was wrong like Mm-mm. we have not really been equipped as as complete whole figures because 
black men black women whatever we've never really been allowed to be complete whole people no you know even now i would say there's a lot of things that really keep us from pursuing those higher needs those higher we're getting better i think um i think there's a lot of discussion about kind of softening black men and i I don't mean that in pejorative i mean that in a positive way right there and there's a lot of discussion around that but we're so far behind you know and whenever things get a little too pointed and someone wants us to take any level of responsibility we always fall back to well what about racism this isn't fair i don't care about that i don't want to care about that yes because you don't have to care about that right and 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 that's the and that's the 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 problem um and the thing you talk about the softening of men uh and and also even with that for for me personally and and i've kind of i view it differently now than i used to view that i still would get angry because i was like because for little girls uh you've always been taught have compassion care about others put it like like that's drilled into you so that's why a lot of women are willing to give they're willing to to bend they're willing to to, to move over they're willing to shrink this like they're willing to do all of this shit because we've been told that that's the womanly thing to do and if you don't do that you're quote-unquote not a good woman like they almost like attach it to your womanhood right. and it could be frustrating because men are never required to do that so for a lot of men it takes life experiences it takes them losing people it takes them getting older a lot of times before they realize oh i should care more about women oh the world doesn't revolve around me as a black man oh my gosh i'm not the only one that's oppressed like it takes men longer you know i and and i sit and i watch people it it takes men until they get in their 40s and 50s and 60s and, so, and now some men never because i have some mm-hmm. some fandom never where they feel comfortable enough telling hugging a man telling the man i love you bro having to come man what's wrong with you you know just just mm-hmm. just having those heart to heart how you feeling today let's let's talk about real shit that impact us versus the manly man let's swing our dicks around and beat our chest and act like everything's okay like we're not a whole complete human being with feelings and emotions yeah i feel like the unlearning takes much longer than the learning correct you know um and I, yeah and like i said i had to have patience with that because i used to get very frustrated because i was like why 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 do you have to get old before you get to the point that you understand these things but like you say you have to unlearn just like i had to unlearn things about misogyny and all that stuff i had to unlearn these things and it like you say it takes once something once something is ingrained in your heart it's very hard to to unchisel that yeah i think the unlearning is the thing that takes the most time and it's not like in this case we're talking about black men and black women in cishet situations but you know the self-hate that people learn as black people the self-hate that you learn as a woman the self-hate people learn as lgbtq people um you know not to mention like uh so many of these things are reinforced in society you know whether it's like the hotel movement online that reinforces a lot of this you know shit whether it's um church culture you know white supremacy um capitalism there's so much shit that people are constantly consistently having reinforced these these type of things 
and so you walk around your whole life thinking this is right this is okay you know this is our music this is our our music this i mean movies this is like this is our culture at this point and the idea of questioning that when it's when it's also attached to what we define as blackness and what we define as men um it takes a long time and i mean a lot of black men don't even get the chance to get old to have that moment you know right it's it it shouldn't be but it is very much a luxury to be an older black man and and be able to reflect and be like oh i could have handled that differently and Mm -hmm. um you know even even with me like i said I've, i've always felt like an eyeball um when it came to that kind of shit um and it's weird because people have like gravitated to me over time but at the same time some people are just like repulsed by the idea of me you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and because you, you bump up against all the norms it's like you be like that ain't right and they look yeah. at you like something's wrong with you for telling them that something that they've kind of adopted and accepted is right is wrong yeah and i'm confident in it which I right think, and you don't back down because it's not like there's other there's other men that i've been around that are, would say some certain shit and you know you get kind of uh, peer pressured out of saying this shit so you come oh you're right man fuck them gay people or whatever and and like you know i've kind of not been like that for a long you know a long period of my life but mm-hmm. there's still stuff that i've heard learned stuff that i didn't know i also like pursue knowledge you know i think a lot of people don't really pursue shit so um i mean shit you can just go online so many people call themselves some label and they don't read any of that shit they don't know any of that shit they you know i'm this and it's like okay cool so what are your influences uh this person i follow on twitter this person i read on their blog and it's not to knock those people but like that's still some secondhand information you can go get it firsthand directly from these people's mouths you know um so i think there's also that part of it where people kind of fake the funk a little bit Mm -hmm. and because they don't really respect uh because our society is this way we don't really respect women and we definitely don't respect black women uh pioneers as these architects of activism and all that stuff so nobody's reading this shit like everyone's always surprised when you bring up like oh did you know this because it's always like we weren't taught that in school we were never told this shit was important Mm -mm. and the only time it's brought up is in a rhetorical like argument about black men versus black women or some shit it's never really said with any reverence like yo you really need to learn about this person this thing they did was dope you know so i I think that all that stuff happens and who's more likely to pick up that book a black woman within the framework of how society is and Mm -hmm you know a black dude we're we're already told we're confident we should know everything and we're the real victims of all the all the atrocities so there's no need to improve yourself basically you really have to get old enough to learn that you do need to do that shit right and and it's it's it's, it's all a trap it's a a trap it's a trap for everybody it's a trap for the black man because like you said if you've been taught all your life you don't need to grow and you don't need to improve why would you Right. And it takes you getting older to realize you don't know everything, and life you, life is a constant evolving, 
women constantly evolve we're forced to evolve regardless if we want to or not we right. have to evolve to survive right we 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 have to evolve in relationships we have to evolve when we have children when we have grandchildren we have to evolve at work like we are we we are, are like a constant chameleon we got to change and adapt to to what's around us we shrink when we need it we expand where we need it mm-hmm. we love what we need it you know we we give when we need it like we're we're required to do all these things so these muscles uh, we do it by memory versus right. somebody who have these muscles and they've never had to use these muscles before. Right. And so all of a sudden they have to learn how to care, learn how to have compassion, learn how to have empathy and sympathy and understanding. You know, and some people learn to use critical thinking skills in a relationship. You have to learn these things, learn how to be a good partner, learn how to communicate. Because, you know, if if you've been raised, particularly men, how do you express yourself? anger anger mm. anger you well, know anger and humor like there's there's you know men are allowed to be to mock you they're allowed to be silly and laugh and they're allowed to be mad you know it's and not not a lot it. in between right um the thing i was gonna say too though is i feel like women black women especially now are learning the lessons that boys are given late in their lives mm-hmm. which is funny because a lot of people what happens is when you end up fighting these gender wars you end up hating or you know like playing teams with all this is all black this is all white this is all good this is all bad so men bad women good right but what i found is that there's positive traits to all this shit so you know there is something that black boys receive as children that women that girls don't and then later in life you find yourself trying to find that balance stuff like yeah, you have to find a balance stuff like believing in yourself stuff like not yeah. apologizing yeah. stuff like that's, um, that's me right there yeah but you know stuff like um trial and error you know yeah, stuff not, like accepting not, that you make mistakes you know shit that we've been teaching our boys is part of it stuff like being aggressive is okay you're yes. not a bad person the the label of angry black woman is not a be-all end-all there's th- there's situations where you can be and should be rightfully angry angry and that's valid you yes. know uh so i feel like we're all la- like trying to learn these lessons if we get lucky a lot of us i shouldn't say all a lot of us try to learn these lessons that we yeah. never got yeah if you want to be a or that, person yeah or that we were socialized out of as we grew older so you know i would hope that a lot of people getting hit up with that all right um yeah that was uh obviously the opening butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow Uh, also today's episode is sponsored are you into free stuff well are you into free stuff 
karen are you in free stuff yes oh okay cool i was thought oh. i was doing a show by myself oh no free stuff is awesome but free stuff is trying to to to, to come in your house okay and spice up your bedroom okay you ain't got to worry about quarantining with this stuff because it ain't breathing all right <laughs> no it's not you know maybe wipe it down you know to be sanitary but you should be doing that after every use anyway i hope so so they're gonna help you get free stuff at adamandeve.com and all you gotta do is put in our code tbgwt and you can get half off of any item just pick the item put that tbgwt in you're getting some free stuff you're getting half off but in addition to that they're gonna give you 10 tantalizing free gifts a sexy item for whoever and another special gift for whoever and a third item for whoever okay and y'all will enjoy it all (laughs) plus they give you six free spicy movies and my favorite type of shipping what kind of shipping is that free free shipping that's tbgwt offer code tbgwt at adamandeve.com when you go to check out get all your free stuff and it's gonna be a lot of stuff swinging your way hopefully yeah i apologize about that i you know i didn't want to interrupt you my bad it's okay um i know you just you don't have to apologize it's fine i was just freestyling over here um all right where should we start i guess coronavirus news uh the rona news coronavirus news let me find some coronavirus music um where are these songs at see yesterday was tom mcdonald i believe um there is one for oh we already did i mark eyes or whatever what about undead poppy and tort t-o-r-t-v-r-e i don't even know how you pronounce that i guess we'll find out there's a song is called coronavirus off the item coronavirus album coronavirus all in caps by the way satan was all up in that one i i wasn't ready i wasn't ready for that mm. that was uh that was definitely a song it was 
it was i couldn't understand none of it but it was i don't know how much of that was about coronavirus me either maybe he had coronavirus and that was the song um i i, I don't know but uh undead poppy and torch congratulations i don't know i i just say i my ears was not ready i wasn't no one was ready <laughs> no good grief all right um let's see we got news um um let's see grubhub driver arrested for running over chicago restaurant owner a worker over social distancing rules yeah he was arguing they accused him of being racist he was he was inside his name was amir muhammad and these it was two black women that was that were working mm-hmm. um and they were i think they were trying to stop him until the police came because something happened in miss t's South, southern fried chicken in lakeview neighborhood of chicago's north side that sounds absolutely delicious he got into a back and forth with the owner angelita tanner uh asked he, after asked she asked him to wait outside because social distancing he didn't want to respect that tanner only allows one person inside the establishment at a time muhammad became agitated kicked the door and then stormed out of the restaurant the argument spilled out outside while tanner continued to go back and forth with muhammad tanner another employee and tanner's daughter Bijan early uh all took out their cell phones to take down the driver's license plate and call the police in the now viral video earlier seen standing in front of muhammad's car while the argument continues muhammad then runs early over and drives off <gasps> Bijan suffered injuries to both shoulders and her pelvis and her head grubhub has revoked the driver's access to the platform so he's now delivering for uber eats so these motherfuckers are crazy over this shit right she's like only she's only allowing one person in there you just have to wait like uh, i know that you're trying to get the food there and all that shit but you know it's not and the thing is the people that are asking is they're asking it for the safety of everybody and people actually got them they lose their minds because they're asking them to do a simple task right like that's crazy man it doesn't make sense Mm -mm. and now you're going to get charged they're trying to save people's lives and that makes you so mad you'll run somebody over how uh florida scientist is fired was fired for refusing to manipulate COVID 19 data the scientist who created who created florida's COVID 19 data portal data portal wasn't just removed from her position on may 5th she was fired on monday by the department of health for refusing to manipulate the data rebecca jones said in an email to the u.s today network that she single-handedly created two applications in two languages four dashboards six unique maps with layers of data functionality for 32 variables covering and i have guys if you listen i have no there's no rhyme or reason when i say data and data i can't help it i it just does it in my brain it don't matter um six unique (laughs) now it means the same thing to me so yeah i know it's just i I can hear myself i'm just like i don't know why i said data that time and not data and then the next time data not data i don't know um six unique maps with layers of data uh functionality for 32 variables covering half a million lines of data her objective was to create a way for floridians and researchers to see what the COVID 19 situation was in real in real time and then she was dismissed 
yeah because they don't want people and that's the thing they don't want people to know the truth and she's the only one working on it right and and so that means once she leaves you're not going to get these numbers because the thing is they don't give a fuck they just want to open up the economy and fucking kill all the old people down there so you telling the truth will will make people stay asses in the house yeah like that was the point (laughs) like the like we are firing her not as a mistake but that is the point we do not want people to see the truth in florida we want to tell them whatever we it's it's almost that it's the trump testing thing mm-hmm. i'd rather not have the information right because then i'm not accountable it, yeah then to have it and be accountable for the information um georgia's corona data made reopening look safe and the numbers were a lie so georgia and attempted to do what florida did uh or did do what florida attempted to do i guess someone in florida either didn't have uh enough um integrity to fight back and get fired or they uh you know or or somehow they went around that person and and ended up doing it do people not put like this i don't know everything about a lot of the stuff going on but what i do know is that a lot of times the numbers we get are not in real time and the numbers we get do not reflect the numbers that's going to happen in the next two to 14 days to a month like and i think people so the numbers are going down okay but what are the numbers going to look like in the next two weeks well more importantly we keep saying stuff like the numbers are going down when it's really the testing is going down or the testing is going up like in some of these cases the people keep finding like oh yeah well we're doing testing we're doing testing we're doing a lot of tests and then the media writes a headline the number jumps the most ever in new york and it's like that's not the same as like 14 days later in texas the numbers jumped because they reopened the economy and people were not social distancing correct that's not the same as what people were doing in the first days of new york dealing with this and they were just like every day they got more tests they were getting more positives and people would be like oh my god this is the epicenter it's like it, it probably is the epicenter because it's a population center but mm-hmm. at the same time it's not mm-hmm. an epicenter because they're doing a whole lot of testing it's the testing is the good test- like you want yeah. the numbers and the no- and the more people you test the numbers should go up the thing is if you were testing properly the numbers you could get a true picture on if the numbers were truly going up right so what what is scary about this is because we as a populace are relying on the testing numbers the uh public officials understand less testing is something that makes people more calm because they go oh the numbers are down Mm mm-hmm you know let's not report that you know in north carolina there was a thing where our state um they were they always had the the hospitals reporting in all the deaths and Mm -hmm. and hospitalizations, Mm -hmm. and for a couple of days for some reason some of the hospitals went offline and were not reporting the updates and so people were like oh the numbers went down and then when they went back up oh the numbers jumped up and it's like no we had incomplete data for like two days now everything's back online nothing really changed this like the, the if you look at what it was before and what it is now it's kind of the same steadiness but yeah so a lot of this stuff is flawed just because of that um uh, but yeah according to some data models governor governor uh brian kemp 
used to justify georgia's aggressive reopening the state's infection curve has been rapidly heading in a direction that would be the envy of states like california with its aggressive lockdown rules the wall street journal held the georgia model as evidence that aggressive lockdowns were needlessly harming the economy i have a question yes karen wasn't georgia one of the last fucking states to lock down yeah and, and one of the first states to talk about real bitch have been closed two weeks and the governor did not know that you could get um you could carry coronavirus with being asymptomatic and i you know what i don't believe that he just he I, you know what um i don't really believe it either but at the same time he's so corrupt and he should not have that job and he's so and it's such ineffective leadership i i can't i i don't know he he might be dumb enough and believe it he might be diabolical enough to lie about it the thing is i put neither one past him i agree now that you know i agree, I mean? I agree like agree he's a ineffective and should not have that job leader so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. who fucking know and, and that's that's one of the things i always say like at some point i don't care because people always right. like people people always like well it's incompetence not corruption i was like i don't care right the results are the results if you shoot me with a gun i'm not really gonna i'm not like the bullet still hurts like it does like you know like this isn't a intent matter situation where like they were trying to do something good like both of those things are inexcusable <laughs> uh, in a pandemic but yeah um thanks to atlanta journal constitution we now know things did indeed look too good to be true georgia's coronavirus numbers look so rosy because officials misrepresented the data in such a way it it was difficult to believe it wasn't done on purpose all right right Mm. who the the man that stole the election you think he gonna keep his number straight about a pandemic he could keep the number straight about voting come on i have a hard time to understand how this happened without it being deliberate microbiology and molecular genetics phd and state representative jasmine clark told the journal constitution literally nowhere ever in any type of statistics would that be acceptable georgia isn't the only state itching to reopen that has a penchant for dubious data uh florida actively tried to suppress uh county coroners from releasing COVID 19 death tallies so yeah we are fighting a war against stupidity correct and corruption and um just uh just just childish bullshit man like this is what we're up against this is why you can't i'm not gonna stop social distancing i'm not i don't trust anybody at this point because mm-hmm. the thing i i keep stressing because i'd love man i would love to go out to a restaurant again um you know i'm reading some of the guidelines some of the restaurants are going to install i saw one of our favorite restaurants they're opening back up june 1st for takeout but then they're going to have reservation only and they're going to practice social distancing inside of blah 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 i'm not going Mm -mm. and the reason i'm not gonna go is because half of the fucking country doesn't believe in science half of them are willfully in contempt of science and that means those motherfuckers are gonna just be amongst us and i don't have a badge or some fucking like thing i can tell to be like okay this person's been social distancing i can eat at a restaurant with them because they probably ain't got it as opposed to a motherfucker that's been at a rally there's no fucking you know like there's not like the people at the rallies walking around in the fucking uh bulletproof vest with a gun all the time you know they're not gonna have a maga hat on everywhere so yeah i gotta stay inside um let's see uh donald trump slams nancy pelosi is sick after she called him morbidly obese uh yeah he said he's on that hydrocortisone chloroquine 
which we know has been proven not to work against this shit correct and he's saying like he ain't worried about it because he's taking that every day and so he can't get it um and so she said that uh, he uh is morbidly obese um and he was putting his health at risk with his daily dose of hydrochloroquine um one i don't think he's on that hydrochloroquine i think he just be talking um and then two people then this thing with they always doing the left where it's like you are fat shaming him okay this is not acceptable okay just because you don't like donald and i I, i'm gonna be real with y'all i don't give a fuck i don't care if it makes me a hypocrite i don't care if i'm wrong i don't give a fuck about this dude say whatever the fuck you want to say about him like liberals gotta always be batman on this shit i don't care dog like i don't have the energy to expand on this motherfucking piece of shit and come in here and be like well guys you don't have to call him you don't have to say as a tiny penis like no nah, i'm good that's not the battle i'm gonna fight i'm gonna wait until you guys call somebody that's not the devil something and then i'll be like yeah that's fucked up but for him no secondly she's technically correct right um which you know people were saying that like she's technically correct you know so you guys can calm down with that and i'm like even if she wasn't (laughs) are we are we really getting into this over donald trump i'm not doing it i'm not doing it dog he don't deserve it you know like it's not she said the shit about lizzo this nigga is evil the fuck anyway his feelings was hurt he called her crazy and shit which i'm like this is why you can't fuck with the republicans because no one's gonna get mad at him for saying she's deranged or whatever right Mm -hmm. republicans don't do that kind of shit you are being ableist saying that she is crazy that is not okay donald trump they will be like yeah crazy bitch and then they're just gonna keep moving and then democrats will keep losing because motherfuckers want to be batman but this ain't got them nigga you need a gun okay some people need shot um oh coronavirus is back in china a little bit and so they had to lock down again that makes sense yeah shout out to uh express uk though because they wrote this salacious headline like mysterious new coronavirus outbreak hits china is like no it's not a mysterious new coronavirus oh, okay because that like the shit was brand i was like i was like did it mutate the hell no, is this the outbreak is mysterious and new because they thought they had really knocked it down but it turns out it's starting to come back um and so they're quarantining all kinds of people and residents now they've you know china they they, it's like we say stop stop so they stopped all transport in and out of uh some of these provinces and just like that boom uh, 108 million people now back in the lockdown of some form you know which i'm so i'm not surprised at that but i'm more surprised that they were ever out like were they fully out or was it just mm-hmm. they were still practicing some forms of lockdown and social distancing right, but now they have to do it a little bit more strict i think that's a big mm-hmm. you know that's yep. a big distinction because from my understanding they lifted some stuff yeah. i don't think it was like all free range they lifted some stuff and then shit started popping off but i like, nope, let's go back yeah well it's that thing too where they say like uh you know we will not we for freedom in georgia we will not lock down and then you look at the guidelines and it's all wear a mask stay six feet apart don't be in crowds over 50 i'm like nigga you are locked down what are you talking about and the same thing where like you know some of these states that i think gavin newsom was saying this on the daily social distancing show he was like 
yeah everybody doing it though because in california we are locked down but you can do certain things you know you can still go to a park you can still go to a beach but be you just we're asking you to practice social distance so people are calling this shit one thing or another but at the end of the day you know a lot of this stuff is like relative it's not a complete quarantine a complete lockdown or you know it's not prison like people try to say yeah it's not all that it's just stay in your house you can still go grocery shopping and blah 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 be safe SeaTac airport wants uh i guess seattle tacoma airport wants tsa to check passengers temperatures um okay that's like we said it's not gonna matter and you know y'all want to claim you know i heard some airports somebody requiring masks these motherfuckers don't want to wear masks what do you do with the assholes it's like fuck you and your mask also like i don't yeah but 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 but, well also people can be asymptomatic so like what what is it really doing just the illusion of feeling better right because the 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 thing is the woman table was funny and i didn't think about that i read an article about it. it was like it's funny how people are complaining about the mask you know in the airport but yet you don't fight them when you have to go through the thing and they screen you and all that shit people do that with no problem all they're saying is on top of the shit we already do wear masks and people lose their mind over a fucking mask yeah it's, it's just weird like i don't know man they they don't know for sure they haven't reached a decision yet but they're thinking about using like a heat sensing camera to see how hot you are yeah and i could have a fever for something else but that you won't be on a plane i don't know what people gonna do they want to hop on a plane they got a fever for anything anything like you have a, a tough cold you you know <laughs> like are they gonna i can see yeah i don't know what you're supposed to do um right because a lot of things cause fevers right like this is such a weird weird time because you know that feels like something that's not even gonna work like unless Mm -mm. unless there's some scientific evidence i haven't heard of i just don't know why that would be 100 percent effective in this situation because when it first came out that was the number one thing fever 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 so everybody was like we got to be sure you ain't got no fever but we do but you also know that's not the only symptom and if you're asymptomatic my fever ain't going up so what bitch i don't have a fever but i'm spreading it like crazy yeah are they breathing right because that seems to be a thing that's a problem uh a maryland bar unveils social distancing tools for drinkers a maryland bar unveiled an innovative solution to help patrons remain socially distant when it reopens inner tubes on wheels so now you go out drinking and they put this tube around you that extends about three feet on all directions and then that keeps you from being six feet you know close close closer than six feet to other people so now y'all gonna have them bumping into each other fucking drunk tipping them bitches over you know they're you know they, white people are getting drunk and playing bumper cars you know they are they're gonna fuck around and somebody they're gonna look up and somebody gonna be bouncing down the boardwalk and that shit i also just picture them like because they're further away and they're drunk they're gonna be definitely loud talking and yelling and spraying all kinds of coronavirus over everybody yes sir like i just feel like that is definitely gonna happen they're gonna be drunk yelling they're gonna be drunk yelling and just particles are gonna be right whole bunch of booze all over the goddamn place and we just got to sit there and live through it Mm -hmm. they all gonna get coronavirus to each other because they all gonna be all huddled up in the same general area right um 
Uh, hold on, let me. How do I turn the volume down on this before it's gonna play a commercial? But um, yeah, there's also a Florida, uh, I mean a Phoenix restaurant mm-hmm. that said uh, we will open up when Disney opens up. Come on. Mm-hmm. If the mouse ain't coming to town, the hell we open it up for? Yeah, and of course you know it was a black person that said this um so damn all them you know that's the thing i was like you can't reopen shit if you can't make people reopen shit so if you talking about some we gonna reopen the country blah 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 and i know coronavirus is out there and y'all niggas ain't handled it i don't have to do shit Mm-mm. <laughs> like so what are you gonna do find me for fucking not opening up yeah like if i can afford to not do it i'm gonna not do it it's the smart thing to do right you gonna have some restaurants that probably would just continue to do to-go orders mm-hmm. I don't- yesterday governor doug ducey is urging arizonans to be cautious last night he tweeted that they should follow the cdc guidelines of social distancing and very small gatherings Arizona is among the western states that have not seen a significant drop in infections. You can compare that to a significant drop in the northeast and a rise in the midwest. NBC's Vaughn Hilliard is in Phoenix. Hey Vaughn, how cautious are businesses being there as they reopen? The businesses are trying their best, Joshua, but the reality is, is, you know, the governor can tweet out urging folks in Arizona to take caution when they're out and about. But at the same time, he's essentially opened up the green light for business here. Retail, restaurants, casinos, uh, malls are opening today. I was at a water park yesterday where several hundred folks were congregating. And you can urge social distancing all you want, but the reality of what we've seen, when you go driving down the roads at restaurants, there are folks that are gathering, that are out and about, and not adhering to that. And the be- even more of the backdrop in which we are working, Joshua, is the fact is that in the last three days, there have been 85 new confirmed deaths and nearly 1,500 new COVID cases here in the state of Arizona. I want to give you a little bit uh, of a, a view of where we're at right now. That's Chase Field, where the Arizona Diamondbacks play. One block over from there is where the Phoenix Suns, the basketball team here in town, plays. This is the local AME church. This is the one church in Arizona where Dr. King actually preached. But then I want to take you over here. This is uh, this is a foundation here of Arizona. This is Mrs. White's Golden Rule Cafe. I want to introduce you to two of our friends here. This is Larry White, senior, and you're here with your daughter. Mrs. White is 97 years old, still hacking. I, you told me she's over at the salon. Yes, open up today. She ran over there, 97 years old, running down the street. I said, where you going, Ma? Going to get my hair done. I said, drive your car. She said, oh, all right. Got a car, started up, rolled over there. How long have you guys been in operation? Since 1964. And tell me, that is 56 years that we're talking about. Yeah. Put into context, what is this moment these last two like months been like for your business? Yeah, I got to take this off the talk now. I'm serious now. Man, it's crazy. It's the worst thing that ever happened in the United States of America nationwide. This is worldwide. This epidemic taking over everything. Never seen nothing like it before in my life. You have 9-11, you have hurricanes, earthquakes, floods, fires, all that kind of stuff, but nothing like this right here. God, only God can change this and straighten this thing up. We're looking for the doctors and God to put his hand in this and straighten this thing out and bring us back to where we were before. Where we were before. Man, got all my money gone. All my money's gone. But I tell you one thing, I ain't going to open up the Disneyland open up. 
I tell you one thing, basketball is out, baseball is out, football is out, boxing is out, all this here, acting, movie theaters, all this stuff is out. I didn't think too much about it. But when Disneyland closed there, shut down Miss White. We <laughs> opened up with Disney over. Las Vegas, I'm so sorry for you, Las Vegas. All the money y'all lose. Losing so much money. Now us here, we do a lot of money too. We park cars for baseball. The the, the, the uh, building's right there. He just pointed out to you. I do baseball parking. I'm letting him say something in a minute. I do baseball ah! parking, and I do food parking. I'm losing that. Because put into context, the governor says you can open up, but you're choosing not to open up. I don't want to open up right now. My daughter right here, my lovely daughter right here, I got to put a mask on talking. She's very protected. Keanu White right here has children. Now, she got kids. I'll be doggone. i let somebody come here and bring the disease in here, take it down to my daughter my grandkids. We ain't going to have that kind of stuff. But I tell you one thing, when we open up, we will open up. We'll be Joshua. glad to open up. Joshua. You guys are terrific. We appreciate it. Uh, we had to come here because we've ordered from them. I first came here back in high school and then through college and I've ordered from them twice this week here. You know, there are more than 400 businesses in Arizona, small businesses, that have written to the governor here. They're calling it Too Soon Arizona Group, saying that they're not opening up their business. Despite this financial hardship, you're hearing frustration here in the state of Arizona from folks like the Whites here who say, look, you know, you've had nearly 100 deaths over the last three days, nearly 1,500 new cases. The state of Arizona is not ready to open up. Joshua. Vaughn, first time I go to Phoenix, I'm coming there. I'm going to the Golden Rule Cafe, and I appreciate Mr. White making the comment about not opening until bigger businesses like Disneyland open. I think that's a point well made in terms of looking at larger enterprises to see if smaller businesses like his, especially cornerstones of his community, are safe to open. Oh, nigga, we knew you was going to the chicken. Well, you got a chance. Okay, we all chicken going. And, chicken and pork chops. I see okay. that. Chicken and pork we chops. We get to Phoenix, Arizona. We about to check them out. My boy said, we not going. Disneyland closed, we closed. <laughs> With Disneyland open, we open. Right, because and that kind of makes sense. It's like, why are we opening up and you got like big banks and shit talking about niggas stay at home to next year? The fuck I'm opening up for? <laughs> he said he didn't really care whether it was baseball and basketball closing, but with Disneyland closed, oh, it hit different. For real? Cause you're like, oh, y'all, oh, it's serious now. Uh, story of this, this guy's story been going around for a long time at this point, but Brian Hitchens, a rideshare driver who lives in Jupiter, downplayed the seriousness of the coronavirus on Facebook posts uh in march and april um i'm honoring what our government says to do during this epidemic but i do not fear this virus because i know my god is bigger than the virus will ever be he wrote in a post april 2nd jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords in mid-april hutchinson 46 began documenting his wife and his health on facebook been homesick for over a week both my wife and i are homesick i got no energy and all i want to do is sleep a day later hitchens and his wife aaron were admitted to palm beach gardens medical center hitchens said in a facebook post Hitchens could not immediately be rich for comment on monday the voicemail box with the number listed for him is full um there have been more than forty six thousand four hundred and forty two cases in the coronavirus of in florida and uh, about two thousand deaths reported as of monday morning in a lengthy post may 12th Hitchens said that he was once among those who thought coronavirus is a fake crisis and blown out of proportion and wasn't that serious. That changed when he started to feel sick in April and stopped working. He said he had just enough energy to drive himself and his wife to Palm Beach Gardens Medical Center April 19th, where they both tested for positive for coronavirus. They admitted us right away, and we both went to ICU. I started uh feeling better within a few days when my wife got worse to the point where they sedated her and put her on a ventilator oh yeah she's still on the ventilator 
uh he said he felt better on may 12th at which point he had been hospitalized for three weeks and that he still had COVID 19 the disease caused by coronavirus but also he said he had pneumonia in his lungs um wait may 12th okay so that was about a week ago as of today my wife is still sedated on the ventilator with no signs of improving there were a couple times where they tried to start weaning her off the ventilator but as soon as they they've done that her oxygen level dropped and they had put had to put her back on the ventilator full time he says wife of eight years has been sick quite a few times in the past and she always fought through this time he said i have come to accept that my wife may pass away hitchens who has seen his wife infrequently since they were hospitalized said he was holding out hope that she would recover this thing is nothing to be messed with please listen to authorities and heed the advice of experts he wrote we don't have to fear this and by heeding the advice doesn't mean that you fear it that means that you are showing wisdom during this epidemic time Mm -hmm. and i've always said this for some of the people they have got to catch it themselves before they be like oh this shit is real yes but you but you ain't got to tell me you ain't got to tell me i was like oh this this shit killing people i'm good but some people are like nope looking back i should have wore a mask in the beginning but i didn't and i perhaps i'm paying the price for it now uh if he passed the virus on to his wife he said he knows that she and god forgive him uh what if she don't know uh she just so just think about what i said if you have to go out please use wisdom and don't be foolish like i was so the same thing won't happen to you like it happened to me and my wife he wrote uh and then some people said negative things to him uh to which he replied i'm negative praise the lord so yeah man i don't know bro that's terrible like and that's just what it's gonna take for some of these motherfuckers mm-hmm. out here mm-hmm. unfortunately i hate to see it really because i'm not i'm not some cold-hearted per- hard-hearted person Me but either. when i see this type of shit man i mean all i could think is like what the fuck you thought was gonna happen right what did you think was going to happen you can't laugh this one off man just do what the people say and hope you don't get it man like right that's what i'm you doing you still could get it doing all this following shit. You still all could get the rules it. like at least put up a fight this is the fight this doesn't mean you're fair uh, you're fearful of it. it just means you're fighting it you know this is what the fight looks like and now and the part where you say his wife has fought off through so many diseases and been sick like one that's one of the reasons people be dying is because of those pre-existing conditions that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like she must have right but then two like the fighting with this one is not getting it correct <laughs> the fighting is the mass the fighting is social distancing the fighting is being smart and not going to crowded places you know that type of shit man so ugh, man and if she lost i don't know how he would not feel extremely guilty if his his wife lost his her life over his because you said he was an uber driver right? yeah and he was flipping he's like i'm not wearing a mask right, i'm so, not so doing this shit. Are, he probably caught it and brought it back home to her yeah governor gavin newsom says sports could return by the first week of june that's not happening mm, i don't know i don't know uh him and the governor of new york have both brought hinted towards that um i'm I'm more prone to think it will happen um but only because i think they're just gonna try to limit the risk and and gamble on hoping either not enough people get sick to stop them from playing or um no one gets sick i think they're gonna do it because i think the profit motive is there it's gonna be interesting uh because players are human beings too and they care about their health and safety too 
what do you do if players be like the fuck i'm coming back for like are y'all gonna guarantee my safety players want to play that's one of the things this isn't like us at home social distancing doing our jobs some of these players actually do want to play i don't now look i don't know how this will work i just think like even the like two weeks that you need for nba season for the players to like you know get conditioned and shit how do you not how does no one get sick in that time practice you know are there family social distancing what if like someone has a teenager that sneaks out the house and goes to a party and and that's how they get it and they're asymptomatic and blah 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 like and and my biggest thing and i would continue to say we don't know who's been at these goddamn protests like who knows so you don't know who right the camera the person working the camera could have been in one of the protests right you don't know so i know you know people lie too there's an incentive to lie i'm not saying it's a good idea but i do i believe they can they will do this or they can absolutely i think they can do it because you know you know one of the major reasons that has to be so tempting right now for them to want to do sports ain't nobody got shit to do they just sitting at home whatever you put on tv i don't give a fuck if it's a kid's badminton game people (laughs) People are going to be watching it live they watch shit they know about michael jordan for 10 fucking hours they watch stuff we already mostly know about this man for 10 fucking hours and highest rated documentary of all time for espn Mm, right because we're not in the zone right imagine just one it could be a random it don't gotta be a playoff nba game it could just be a random fucking game you know what i mean the nba could pull a fucking like march madness style we're all in the same facility nobody fucking leaves here like basically the same people in the building every day day in and day out testing everybody with the rapid test for coronavirus every day blah 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 they, the nba could pull something like that and everyone plays in the same arena or you know whatever and people would watch the fuck out of that i'm talking like march madness on like they are playing at two in the morning people will fucking be up at two in the morning watching it because ain't nobody got shit to do i believe that so the profit motive in it and the incentive is right there and i know it's killing these motherfuckers it's not smart to do it Mm -mm. but because what because what do you money yeah but my thing is what do you do if one of your star players end up getting this shit and dying right do you just don't give a fuck right that's what they're willing to risk uh moderna's coronavirus vaccine shows encouraging early results in human safety trial moderna the massachusetts biotechnology company behind a leading effort to create a coronavirus vaccine announced promising early results from its first human safety test monday the company plans to launch a large clinical trial in july aimed at showing whether the vaccine works the company reported that in eight patients who had been followed for a month and a half the vaccine at low and medium doses triggered blood levels of virus fighting antibodies that were similar or greater than those found in patients who recovered what was that would suggest but doesn't prove that it triggers some level of immunity the antibody rich blood plasma donated by patients who have recovered is separately being tested to determine whether it's an effective therapy or preventative measure for COVID 19. moderna's announcement comes days after one of its directors monsef slaoui um stepped down from the board to become chief scientist of the operation warp speed a white house initiative to speed up the vaccine development watchdogs <laughs> operation Warp Speed. Oh, i'm sorry watchdogs uh, called out his apparent conflict of interest noting he owns moderna 
moderna stock options worth 10 million dollars moderna also received 483 million from the biomedical advanced research and development authority i'll tell you one thing man like i'm cautiously optimistic but um um this administration being so corrupt and so easily fooled because mm-hmm. they are so pressed to get like the solution right. that they have literally done stuff like giving somebody 69 million dollars for to make ventilators they couldn't make and shit i yeah, they don't vet nobody right i do worry about the profit motive in something like this i hope mm-hmm. i hope i'm just being cynical and worried mm-hmm. for no mm-hmm. reason but i do I'll, worry I'll, that I'll... this motherfucker will pop up later like they never was close or you know they knew it was gonna take a long time but mm-hmm. the stock options and shit was too much mm-hmm. this motherfucker made a billion dollars overnight of course so yeah and then you find out six months to a year later it had all these side effects it's taking everybody out right so who knows man i hope it's right but we'll we'll see i'll we'll see when people start trying it uh over 180 people were exposed to coronavirus after attending a mother's day church service in butte county yeah man yeah man you can't uh play with this shit man like it doesn't give a fuck about your mama man Mm-mm. oh no like the, the the people keep coming with these emotional reasons like but it was a funeral it's like it don't care you know like some of this shit i i mean i understand you took a risk but then you take this risk and then you see the fallout from it. it's like well what the fuck do you think is supposed to happen right it's like playing dirt, dirt goose it don't care who the goose is my nigga yeah don't, don't care who the goose is man like you the goose right like every time you can't beat it so it's mm-hmm you know seeing people just be like but it was father's day or whatever it's like it, who cares everybody getting uh, shit 1-800 flowers i love you and then uh the airlines were making a policy where they were gonna remember we talked about it airports gonna have everyone wear a mask blah 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 well u.s airlines has now told crew not to force passengers to wear masks right because white people gonna go in there and show their goddamn asses right but you like, my nigga, it's for the safety of the crew. And if y'all do know we in the tin can that circulates the same goddamn man circles, right? While we're in the air, you know this, right? Once on board and off the gate, the face covering policy becomes more lenient. The flight attendant's role is informational, not enforcement. With respect to face covering policy, American told his pilots in a message seen by Reuters, uh, Reuters ex- explaining its policy, which went into effect on Monday. The bottom line is, uh, the bottom line to pilots, a passenger on board your aircraft who is being compliant with the exception of wearing face covering is not considered disruptive enough to trigger a threat one response, referring to some kind of intentional disruption by a passenger that could cause the captain to divert the flight. So they're so worried that one of these people is just going to be like, uh, yeah, I'm not i'm 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 gonna throw, throw a tantrum because y'all asked me to put on a mask right so. they didn't see the protests and shit yeah so they basically been like we're just not even gonna ask them to not wear the mask we're gonna suggest i mean to wear the mask yeah well they fucking heavy breathing on everybody right which is which is crazy when you think about it because you know you spend all that time um t- telling everybody what to do 
right and and odds are uh they're probably going to be some of the only people flying on the plane and the thing is who are these people just, just going to run up and jump on planes yes you're going to have some people that's going to stop flying but the average person is not going to get on a airplane they're still going to lose money they're still going to be under under uh full not not full enough because people are like the fuck i'm gonna get on a fucking plane for well that's the thing though they started flying less flights so the end result is that those planes are still full you know what i'm saying like people are taking pictures on flights right now being like look at all these people on my flight oh my god i thought the airline was going social distance it's like okay mm, uh, right right they, because they have less options now yeah right. like no nah, it's it's, all, it's just the same amount of motherfuckers on that shit that was on there last time dog like it's all fucked up now yeah i won't be fine no time soon nope i got a free flight that bitch probably gonna to new york and uh yeah, i mean we can ask it's got a year until um it's up and uh if ain't no vaccine guess what's gonna happen I'm like i hate to do it but that bitch gonna expire like a motherfucking some milk in the refrigerator <laughs> i mean we can ask if they say no fuck it i mean ask what though to extend it i mean we can't go nowhere uh, yeah like just be like i don't want to use this right now yeah i'm not crazy i'm like dying over this motherfucking uh people pressed to die man or something Ain't, they pressed to death like, literally to death like you really don't give a fuck that much you will you willing to risk it all oh man um all right let's uh let's get into some other segments guys wait why is my mouse freezing oh mouse don't do this what is going on just got this mouse Oh, you got a brand new mouse? Yeah, I got And you got a new yesterday. keyboard, too? Yeah. What the hell? Because it kept freezing? Yeah, I don't know. You ever place the other one? Yeah, maybe it's the computer or something. Like, ugh, come on, mouse. I know you can sense. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's like it wasn't sensing the pad for some reason. Anyway. Uh-oh. Anyway, it's working now. It's working now. Um, what was i gonna do um <laughs> messed up didn't it we're gonna do uh i don't know some games or something we yeah were? move okay. to another segment um it's doing it again oh great this is the ghetto <laughs> it doesn't need to be reprogrammed um i don't know i don't know all right let's do some um this will be an interesting rest of the show let's do some <laughs> some uh fuck with black people <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game that goes all around the globe and we find different articles that make us feel fucked with and we assign point scores from zero to a hundred. The intervals are twenty-five. Today is contestants. Everybody. Alright, let's see who's fucking with us today. Um okay. Uh Ahmad Arbery updates. Newly released body cam footage shows officers harassed Ahmad Arbery um and tried to tase him in twenty seventeen. Why? uh yeah november 2017 they asked him to search his car in a park back uh back then in november um in the video a glenn county police officer identified as michael canago 
uh pulls up behind arbery's car the officer gets out and approaches arbery asking to see his license arbery who steps out the vehicle is dressed casually in athletic pants and the winter coat he then hands over his license to the officer after the officer returns from running his license arbery becomes agitated repeatedly asking why the officer informs him the area is known for drug activity and asks to search his car arbery declines the search and takes a step toward the officer and at this point the officer calls for backup noting arbery's behavior was making him nervous i'm wrapping in my car to instrumentals he insists a second officer shows up and arbery continues uh to imply there may be drugs in the car the officers continue to imply there may be drugs in the car as arbery takes a step toward his vehicle the second officer tries to tase arbery but the taser malfunctions arbery although agitated complies with the officer commands throughout the video trying to chill on my day off he's heard telling the officers the encounter ends with the officers letting him leave freely but they do not let him drive his car due to a suspended license in a joint statement made by the guard to the guardian by lawyers working for arbery family they described the encounter as a clear depiction of a situation where Ma was harassed by glenn county police officers arbery was chased and gunned down in february well we know that part so yeah there's a history of um run-ins with the police harassment by the police not uh let me know if you're surprised um and then in the other update uh amai arbery the sister of amai arbery's alleged killer posted a picture of his body on snapchat what the sister of the man charged this is what lynchings were historically it was white people um like white people used to take pictures at lynchings family pictures their children were there mm-hmm. i've seen that you know they would fight over the remains of the body and the remains of the things used to kill the person they, wow. they would they would even sometimes uh cut the tree down mm-hmm. and splinter the tree and and then take piece, pick, pieces of the tree and they would sell those as memorabilia what yes absolutely this shit i've read like i said i'll be reading this shit because i need to know and i think when you know that you don't find it so far-fetched that you'd see the body of a dead black man keep in mind at the time this was what they considered a justifiable homicide because the police were not even going to look into this thing Mm -hmm. so she probably i my heart of hearts is she shared this with glee yeah my heart of hearts is I, and i hate to be that cynical i don't know this woman yeah, she didn't think twice about but my it. heart of hearts is that this is not someone saying look at this terrible thing that happened as much as it's like look at this nigger we shot uh lindsey mcmichael 30 admitted to posting an unedited image of a blood-soaked arbery lying in the street of brunswick georgia on snapchat but she said she meant no harm i had no nefarious or malicious intent when i posted that picture the but the thing is i'm a huge fan of true crime i listen to four or five podcasts a week i'm constantly watching that sort of thing it was more of a holy shit i can't believe that happened it was absolutely poor judgment bitch that's not the same that's not the same a lot of people listen to a lot of crew crime shit but you know what they ain't doing snapping pictures of real crimes nobody and i mean nobody loves for my man more than me zero people okay i think i might be the only person that watches for my man you are you don't want to keep the ratings up okay it's just for me tv of one is what tv one stands for and the one is me if i saw the body of a dead woman laying in the fucking street my last thing i'm gonna do is take a picture and post it to social media talking about i like true crime that doesn't even make sense this is not a game you only think that if you have no fucking 
empathy for that body right because would you would you have did it if it was, it was a white man or a white woman or a white child would you have taken a picture put on snapchat and be like i watched two crimes no she would say yes karen but we don't have no proof of that i don't believe you right i don't believe you she would say yes though i'm sure i would have done it if it was anybody you know they always like that no 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 who you did it for was this black person if it was a family member would you have done it are you that big of a fan no because you feel empathy because you feel like you know them to a certain extent um it was more of a holy shit i can't believe this has happened it was absolutely poor judging the other thing i would throw out here too the true crime genre is a bit of a murky thing because there's true crime we all you know looking for latoya is funny on insecure and stuff for my man you know i watch these things i'm not i'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum Mm -mm. but there's a little bit of a murkiness in it because the podcasts that have really like blown up and stuff on social media and twitter and stuff with it a lot of these are white women obsessing over crimes of black and brown people and so there's this disconnect there you know this lack of empathy for certain type of people so you know you have to be careful with this shit however a lawyer for arbery's family called the image deeply disturbing um yeah i would imagine yeah i would imagine you would find it deeply disturbing it is um the picture lindsey mcmichael posted was very disturbing and uh a very very disturbing very disturbing to the family attorney s lee Merritt told the son is actually fits the pattern that the mcmichael family engaging in a weird violent form of voyeurism uh ex-cop yeah that's the other thing too like there's uh we know they've confronted this man before now we know the police have uh confronted him in 2017 um the older father who was a former police officer was told i think he was taken off duty because he didn't complete his like gun safety shit like it's just too much shit moving on this thing it's too unsavory you know and now you have this level of it it's this is amazing it's it's crazy um then they basically go through the thing but then she also said something else that i thought was the most ridiculous um what, what oh here it is oh my god i hope you're ready um Lindsay has defended her brother and father saying they never meant to kill anybody and they always loved her non-white boyfriends i don't give a fuck what in the get out like i don't care what in the get out like people act like just because you fucking black people means that anything you do towards black people is okay and that's not true they have accounts on black.com so i think we all can agree that you know this and, is- and you're not the only one <laughs> there's other white women that have sex with black men but they not justifying their deaths how could they possibly mean anything bad by when you know they 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 haven't killed the black men i've brought home my the non-black the non-white she didn't even say black non-white so who knows what that means right they didn't kill my jewish boyfriend i, I don't know what the fuck that even means really um i've seen my brother happy in his happiest moments i was there when he was a child and born i've seen him in distress and i know that look it wasn't like some glory thing like i stalked and then got the kill that i was hoping for she said her family has gotten threats to rape and kill them since the shooting 
well they always say that we're not the ones on trial here my dad and my brother are and yes i don't think that they were beating the hood of the truck saying let's go get this person Lindsay mcmichael said i think that things just really escalated i just want people to realize they're not monsters she said okay so. yeah because you can understand you can but but you know one of them got shot would you take their picture and put it out there no no you would not so no ma'am yeah and you put you inserted yourself by putting the picture wouldn't nobody know who you were bitch until you put the picture online Mm-hmm. yeah uh i think you gotta give it a hundred i think every time we see this fucking story it's gonna be a hundred of your cars really if i'm being frank agreed so cars for me ben carson uh black baltimore black church kicks ben carson off of their property damn hmm. that, that's that's sad to see you know i guess his gifted hands wasn't praying hands Mm-mm. uh <laughs> they they were like not, you keep them hands yeah they wasn't feeling your boy ben that, mm-hmm. that's yes that you better be you better leave for i put my hands on you Mm-hmm. like we ain't did that much praying up in here today we got i'm gonna need you to uh to chill out yeah he's apparently doing whatever it takes to defend his boss even if that means embarrassing himself in the process according to the atlantic uh the secretary of housing and urban development was setting up for a press conference in front of morning star baptist church of christ in baltimore maryland but that was quickly shut down before he and his crew reportedly told were told to get off the property gregory evans who was a member of the church for more than 50 years pondered why carson or his team never asked permission to be at the church uh, oh so they didn't even ask. yeah you got to you didn't even ask us no you're not using us as a backdrop yeah i think uh i think we know why they didn't ask because they told them no yeah i think that's why you don't ask better to ask uh forgiveness than permission i think they say um because they knew that uh it wasn't enough church in the world to, to let that come up in baltimore um he is using it as a photo op to make it look like they are doing something <laughs> he said uh, why did someone come to our church property without permission this community needs some support on all kinds of issues on dilapidated housing and everything else all of a sudden you're going to show up on our property and not even ask permission to be here carson acknowledged that he was required to vacate the church grounds and complain on camera it's a church he said to cbs baltimore after the incident and they say get off my property a church this is the level to which we have sunk as a society Carson, similarly to Donald Trump, also insulted Baltimore by revealing that when he worked for the city, he was afraid to send kids home to where there were rats, roaches, mice, and ticks, where there was just unabated lead poisoning that was having devastating effects on the mental development of young people. He then brought it back to his religious beliefs. Somehow, I guess that's how God works. I ended up as Secretary of HUD, and we can actually deal with these issues as he does the but exact you opposite don't deal with the issue he does fund it go ahead child go ahead go defund on. everything mm-hmm. you defund everything and you act like everything is their fault right um so yeah that just zero to 100 can oh that that get in your cars you you didn't ask because you knew they're gonna tell you no then you got offended that they told you to get off their property you had no permission to be there. Yeah, Jacars. Ben Carson is a constant Jacars at this point. 
i love to have him see him in the street so he could catch these gifted hands you know what i'm saying maryland governor vetoes bill that would have provided 577 million to state hbcus on may 7th larry hogan the republican governor of maryland vetoed legislation that would have ended a 14 year old lawsuit and would have provided 577 million to the state's four historically black universities yeah um (laughs) his explanation is the economic fallout from this pandemic simply makes it impossible to fund any new programs oppose any new tax hikes nor adopt any legislation having a significant fiscal impact regardless of the merit of the legislation so um (laughs) it's a 14 year old lawsuit y'all so i want to do the math we've had coronavirus in the u.s that has been acknowledged by this republican and the republican administration for approximately about two months so let's take that two months out the equation what happened to the other 13 years and 10 months where there wasn't a pandemic and the bill was due these motherfuckers boy i swear to god yeah man we're not gonna be able to oh it's it's crazy i would love to pay it too y'all it's just we ain't got it during the pandemic you should have hit me up last week nigga we've been hitting you up for 14 years worth of weeks where are what is this uh dracars as well Mm -hmm. man everything dracars these are terrible stories today guys sorry (laughs) but um i mean i gotta keep it real we gotta talk about it okay um all right let's move into another segment um trying to think what we should do i know tomorrow we have tea with queen and jay on uh mm-hmm. queen and jay from that podcast on mm-hmm. so i might save some of these news articles for them um i guess we can either play guess the race or do some white people news um what do you prefer i want to do white people news all right karen wants to do white people news mm-hmm. so let's check out what after we- all the jacaras is yes white people news all right not a problem not a problem um so let me see if i can find a song that i want to play um all right cool here we go with some uh white people news let me share my screen okay because i know you guys want to see the video for the song all right and here we go why is it so quiet Oh, don't say it, cause you know I'm cute. Louis down to my drawers, LV all on my shoes. I'll be dripping so much sauce, got a boy looking like ragu. Lit up like a crystal ball, that's cool, baby, so is you. If I'm shining, everybody gonna shine. I was born like this, don't even gotta try. I'm like Chardonnay, get better over time. I heard you say I'm not the baddest bitch you are. It ain't my fault that I'm out here getting loose. Got to blame it on my Got to blame it on my juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
sick, don't dare try to cop a feel. The juice ain't worth the squeeze if the juice don't look like this. Hold up, baby, man, don't make me have to steal your chick. If I'm shining, everybody's gonna shine. I was born like this, don't even gotta try. I'm like Chardonnay, get better over time. I heard you say I'm not the baddest bitch alive. It ain't my fault that I'm out here getting loose. Got to blame it on the goose. Blame it, blame it on the juice, baby. Totally bought in by the end. <laughs> great, great Gatsby style cover. Big brass band. Yeah. And he was pronouncing all the words. Like Mar- you like Mar- he read all the syllables. Mario Jose on the vocals. Julian Tanaka on the clarinet. Yes. Blame uh, it, blame it on the juice. You know what? I'll allow it. Congrat good job. Um it's not better than the original, but Mm-mm. I like the twist. I I like the the great gatsby's 19 roaring 20s come on sounds that the banjo banjo and the and and live band was getting in the background yeah once the bass and that that drums and uh once all that kicked in i was in i don't know can't front uh guys talk about that shouts man trump trump would trump's would be new spy chief tried to delete his internet history and it went about how you'd expect impossible I you know I don't know much about computers, but I heard that shit's on there forever, ever. Unless you well, the thing is, if they it's too late if they get to you when (laughs) when they hear about you. You this is something you have to do like long before anyone knows who the fuck you are, what you're up to. Ah, yeah. So, um, yeah, all they did was retrieve everything, and it just popped right on back up. Right. Uh, and it just tells you the kind of person that he is that these are the people he picks 
his biography section on his house website was changed back away from to back away from claims that he put terrorists in prison and arrested 300 illegal aliens in a single day so i guess he took that out not to mention a review of his record has raised serious doubts about both points uh last fall his website says a u.s attorney and federal terrorism prosecutor radcliffe put terrorists in prison arrested 300 illegal aliens in a single day and cracked down on the drug trafficking and public corruption that's now, a lot of people in the single day now it says as a u.s attorney radcliffe serves the chief of anti-terrorism and national security for the eastern district of texas coordinated an operation that led to the arrest of 300 illegal aliens in a single day and cracked down on drug trafficking and police corruption around the same time references to his contested role in a high-profile terror financing case likewise disappeared those posts referred to a decade-old case against an islamic charity called the holy land foundation whose members were prosecuted for giving material support to the palestinian group hamas as recently as february 20th a press release from 2015 on radcliffe's house site said he convicted individuals funding funneling money to hamas a separate post on radcliffe's official campaign site from 2016 which is since uh which was still up recently as november said in 2018 he served by a special appointment as prosecutor of the u.s versus holy land foundation one of the nation's largest terrorism financial cases uh but now both web addresses return for four messages according to captures from the wayback machine uh so i guess he was oh he was embellishing his role and the results of these cases so that makes sense i mean that's what trump does i feel like that is how you get his attention that's on brand donald trump orders his mexican wall to be painted black at the cost of three billion dollars more insisting that it will attract the sun and make it hot to touch so people won't be able to climb it oh word in, in, in the that's, summer months by the way that's how it works in the summer months keep in mind y'all in the summer so i don't know last time y'all checked that's one season of the year so it'll be according to him harder to climb for about four months out of, out of, out of, out of the 12 okay <laughs> a quarter a quarter for of the about year. like three to four months out of the 12 it's gonna be a motherfucker to climb the rest of the rest the rest of them <laughs> idiot. on over top republican fundraiser and trump ally named postmaster general giving president influence over the postal service and what are we relying on in november if there's covid mm-hmm. mail-in ballots oh they're gonna shut that shit down they're gonna defund the hell out of them trump is getting trounced over well i'm not gonna say that i hope they i hope they can't care i'm not gonna i hope they can't i'm not giving either. up i hope i hope we fight it i know they're gonna do everything they can that's why voting is important man you know uh trump is getting trounced among a cons- crucial constituency the haters uh basically they just pointed out what you know a very intelligent podcaster told you guys literally months ago at this point but biden is doing better with trump to a large group of voters who disliked hillary clinton yes because he's a man right now he's now that's why he beat hillary clinton is because of the dislike vote and the people that you know i'm gonna go vote so i'll vote for trump because fuck hillary now biden is winning that demographic which tells you everything about turnout everything about why trump is deathly afraid of him in the general election and uh all that stuff trump fired state department inspector general right as it looked like he was investigating um i think pompeo or something like that like so many of these motherfuckers you get confused but yeah don't try to do your job or you got to go 
yeah and it's they're saying it was over like the fact that um pompeo had um uh, a government employee doing personal things for him like uh you know running errands and shit you're not supposed to be doing that right my job is to stay here and protect right. you so they but they that's but i don't even know if that's the truth or the cover story but that's what correct they're, that's what they're saying like this is what got him fired and it's like one that shouldn't be a fireable thing if that's what the fuck he was doing but two is that the truth or was it something deeper you never know never know grossly incompetent trump dismisses obama over coronavirus count uh criticism yeah he's just looking in the mirror whatever whatever obama says about him trump goes no and then you know we're supposed to act like that's okay and lastly trump is refusing to unveil obama's president unveil obama's portrait i'm sorry at the white house breaking a 40-year tradition of course he don't want anything with him around nothing Mm-hmm. obama will also not be interested in attending such an event so what's the fucking point right and for people that say oh barack obama this that, and the other barack obama has said the shit that y'all wanted him to say and trump has reacted the way that i fucking knew he would react so balls in your court right and go vote no no like obama's not treating this like status quo he's not going to the portrait unveiling and all the shit y'all said he would do when they go low we go high okay so he's going low the way you want you know he's not calling him a nigger or whatever the fuck y'all you know what delusional fantasies y'all have of this man but he is clearly in opposition to this man and treating it as an unprecedented situation i'm gonna need y'all to react accordingly and take your ass out and vote and shut the fuck up uh all right now let's get to the more gentler white people news guys okay mm-hmm. kim zoliak celebrates her 42nd birthday by showing off her surgically enhanced body why they had to add that part in a bikini holy shit that used to be so old me kim zoliak wants you to know she had surgery or she wanted you to know she had surgery yeah i don't know she brought it up or they did i don't know but she looked like a made like a barbie doll right there kim zoliak turned 42 years old tuesday and the bravo star knew exactly how to celebrate the blonde bombshell who's a mother of six shared a stunning portrait to her 3.1 million instagram followers where she was posed in her salty k swim bikini by her uh swimming pool on her georgia mansion i can't believe i'm 42 like holy shit they used to be so old to me when i was in my 20s now i know it's young as fuck heart emoji began the real housewives of atlanta star oh that's the white woman from real housewives of atlanta oh okay okay i'm so thankful to see another year to spend this time with my incredible husband six wonderful children my amazing friends and so many others that bless my life every day is she still on real housewives i thought they had like you know what though they they like the avengers you never know people back take them off who knows you never know who's in the group at the time mm-hmm. it really just depends on which comic book and you're movie reading, right what, what version of it you're reading they bring them back and on and then they'll be off and they'll come back it's like oh i think iron man fell out with captain america and then you know thanos hits and they show up uh she then went on to say this year has not been an easy one thanks to covid19 pandemic and she was so ready to see 2019 go but she's also incredibly thankful for 2019 kim then noted that in 2019 she decided it was time to chase another dream of mine and that dream is designing swimwear well i mean if you're gonna put it on your uh enhanced cakes sis it's gonna all look good 
yes sir that's the trick that's how they begin people to buy shit they be like look at this this bikini looks great on kim kardashian it's like oh i'm gonna get it it's like you're gonna need about three hundred thousand dollars of surgery to go with this dress They're like oh you got me you got me it didn't look like that when i got it out the box Mm-mm. my love of the ocean and my passion for swimwear is now at salty k swim all started salty k what, what way to go with that i wonder mm-hmm. saltine like cracker maybe i don't know uh <laughs> noted the star who often travels to the caribbean and said i can't wait the then the tv vet touched on sustainability i love the ocean so much that i want my children my grandchildren and future generations to enjoy them as much as we do now so when creating salty k my fabrics were important to me and said said the don't be tardy star they are sustainability source and ethically produced even my tags are made from recycled paper can't wait to see what you think this comes a month after kim modeling a lilac suit on instagram uh which won her raise the day before 23 her 23 year old daughter brielle bierman posted in one of zodiac suits to her 1.3 million followers um so i guess this is uh this is the other swimsuit so yeah i, I don't like that swimsuit and this is i, the I one like her, that one better but that but that's, that, the, that's her daughter in this one okay because that person looked like somebody put some paper plates what, what the hell is that uh i don't know it looks like the 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 lingerie you buy from those like um those stores that you see like in the you know just i forget what they're called oh why am i drawing a blank not it's not a lingerie store something's seek not secret something's end anyway it looks like one of those secrets in or something like that i don't think it's secrets in okay. something's in it's not secret though infinity in no nah, it's not infinity in it's something else it's just so it's like a woman's name and then a thing and i don't remember what the name of them are but that, oh so yes somebody said spencer's gifts no nah, it's not one. that it's not that no no no. it's a woman's name and then a thing i, I don't it's not important guys i try don't, don't worry about solving this equation <laughs> um, but uh yeah in the <laughs> it um it was white with a wide bottom uh top and bottom brielle did indeed look sun-kissed to perfection she posed in her little two-piece that made the most of her hourglass figure yeah and then she's holding some project product up at the same time because you know that's what they be doing on the ground man i gotta step my ground game up mm-hmm. i think i'm just gonna pretend to be advertising products so it make me look like i'm an influencer when i'm not I think that's the move and i'm just gonna add the people you know what i mean <laughs> at lysol your boy in the house just spraying off these haters or whatever clean. and then they'll be like i gotta deal with lysol he's more popular than i thought uh law and order new at- session oh okay let me go to the new session let me matter of fact pause uh sorry about that guys got uh, uh I-, I didn't see we were getting cut off um anyway back to white people news christopher maloney law and order svu star uh compares trump supporter kids to nazi U. the actor who played uh plays elliot stabler on the show was responding to a video of two young boys speaking about how much they love trump in a video that appears to be scripted i saw i heard this video on uh, i think three guys on maybe or somewhere these fucking kids they this is so like they are clearly acting you know kids don't care about this shit they're children like they only talk like this when their parents are like you better say this shit boy and that's exactly what happened um i'll see if i can play the video but it's so fucking like it's not even adorable it's just stupid 
like like only what white person saw this and went yeah that's real for too long give me some good news i have great news for you do you know it is only a hundred days till the national convention a hundred days it is it's a hundred days is president trump gonna be there he is going to be there is that so exciting do you guys like president trump yeah you do what do you like about him it's because he fights for our freedom and he keeps us safe. He does fight for our freedoms and keep us safe. And that is the thing we're going to do. And we are so excited about President Trump because what has he done for our country? We are stronger. We are tougher. We are winning. We are keeping America first. Corny. Yeah, it is. And Watch it? the black kids on TikTok and take lessons. This is corny barry and it shows you the propaganda and how they get their kids and brainwash their kids really early and these are going to be somebody's mayor centers governor lawyers or somebody and christopher maloney uh retweeted it and said so cute not since watching nazi youth newsreel footage have i felt this way how trump so <laughs> he shit it on that that's because it's stupid. He shit on that woman. Tell that gay on them lines. He shit on that woman and them kids. <laughs> That's because it's stupid. Oh man, Chris. <laughs> allow me to read you your rights and your lefts as you get directions to the cookout chris that's right we shitting on white children now i didn't know i didn't know you got down like this he said the little motherfuckers like hitler you that dude was brainwashing oh man oh man that was some jojo rabbit shit though they gotta go mm-hmm. get the fuck out of our face make them kids i I feel bad because they're clearly indoctrinated by their parents but yeah that's fucked up uh queen maxima of the netherlands reveals her recipe for favorite cookies to celebrate her 49th birthday oh shit let me tell you something salt and pepper to taste okay queen maxima of the netherlands has delighted royal fans by sharing her mother's recipe for her favorite cookies the royal who was born in argentina posted instructions on to instagram to mark her 49th birthday which she spent at her home in huge tax bosch in the hog glamming up for the occasion king wilhelm alexander's wife sported a stunning golden one-shouldered blouse with an eye-catching cutout feature while holding a tray of baked goods now i do like i do like the the way that dress cut Mm-hmm. Uh, why do cookies look like that? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming they must not be baked. Uh, all right, let's, let me read this. Then. Okay, so you need to preheat preheat the oven to 160 degrees. That, oh, it's gotta be uh, yeah, Celsius. Correct. Uh, in a bowl, mix all. You lost me already. My my oven don't do that uh we lost in a bowl mix all the ingredients with uh oh wait i can't follow any of this 
300 grams of cornstarch yeah you know you know we we americans we do foot and inches the only thing i know four egg yolks a teaspoon of sodium bicarbonate yeah you know we you know what is sodium bicarbonate i don't know it's something on the periodical table uh right like you making what the are you trying what are you making um oh somebody said they said in chat room bacon soda oh they call it sodium bicarbonate over there they must call it its real name shout out to the whites i just know you by your nickname call it bacon soda i see you player sodium bicarbonate okay we stand a smart queen uh two teaspoons of bacon powder small vanilla pot or a pinch of vanilla powder one lemon grated grated a great you grate a lemon Mm. a teaspoon of cognac well hold up player you got me at cognac they, i'm not gonna lie oh, they had us in the first half that, that makes sense she meant zest that's what that meant when it said shredded they meant like one zest. lemon grated yes that makes sense i was like the hell is this that's gonna be some sour ass cookies well let's see the, the preheat the oven mix all the ingredients with the soft butter add egg yolks and cognac and knead by hand it to a firm form a ball let it rest for about an hour if the dough doesn't appear to be sticking together then add two teaspoons of lemon juice uh roll out the dough into a five millimeter to seven millimeter shape cut out the circles with a glass of about four centimeters in diameter and then place the cookie dough pieces on a baking tray lined with baking paper about two centimeters apart bake the cookies for 10 to 12 minutes at uh, 160 degrees the cookies should have should discolor a little but not too much otherwise they become too dry and break take them out of the oven and let them cool before sticking two cookies together with a layer of dolce de leche uh spread the dolce de leche on the edge and roll it in a grated coconut That's something with milk yep something with milk uh so yeah good for her man okay y'all can y'all can get like the 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 uh what was she again queen get like the queen mm-hmm. she out here baking these cookies y'all um let's see what else we got here uh southern charm star shep rose 40 confirms he is dating taylor and green mm okay uh as they cuddle on an instagram photo i guess the secret is out southern apparently southern charm star shep rose has been involved in a new romance for the past several months and on sunday that relationship was confirmed by his new lady love on social media the 40 year old reality tv star has been seen cuddling with his girlfriend taylor ann green in the instagram post shared this weekend i guess the secret is out p.s those bruises are from surfing i promise <laughs> i'm glad somebody excited because i don't know who they are oh taylor is such a cad um taylor catching the image with oh, Shep. Trying, trying to be like it ain't because i'm smacking that ass oh wait is taylor a woman which one is i Shep? don't know shep rose i don't know men like that ass smack too so ass smacking could be go either way for the other his girlfriend okay so oh so taylor's the woman she's the one that said oh i guess the secret is out p.s those bruises are from surfing i promise she captioned the image with shep uh let's see uh and then shep said we're just promoting the hat no wait she said we're just promoting the hat she wrote tagging his brand with of shep gear he got his own gear people be wearing this shit wow wow why people out here doing all types of fancy shit and making millions and you be like and who are you again 
this is a stark contrast to her statement in april that the two were just friends taylor graduated from appalachian state in 2015 and now works as associate staffing according to her linkedin page in the past she has worked at courtyard by marriott the biltmore company and diversant she was a student and leader with youth with a mission in 2016 and in the past shep has dated katherine dennis from their show southern charm as well as bella clark in 2019 he was the center of a scandal when he made fun of a woman who was collecting cans the (laughs) the 40 year old Ah. reflected on the backlash he got it was tough on me but it was tough on people that i love you know he explained to people so that part was just really difficult to get through i hope i never have to be involved in anything like that again me either sir sound like he really went through a time y'all okay i mean we need to think about what about the white men okay what about them having all time apparently pick on women with cans and then they they get this unfair backlash that affects not just them but what about the people they love have y'all thought about that when y'all are harassing these men over picking on people over cans the bravo star said that was like a really dark dark time but it lasted for a few weeks to where i could just think of nothing else he went on it just really sucks and of course i had no one to blame but myself absolutely no one so that makes it even harder in august he posted an insta stories footage of an apparently homeless woman on a new york sidewalk who covered her face and repeatedly said no look at me nice cans i mean the cans that you have shep called out to her using the camera to reveal plastic bags loaded with soda cans shep wrote in the caption over the clip of the stories i love double entendres yes she was camera shy but she laughed mm. and then the internet got a hold of your ass all right that's not like harassment sir right i just don't understand why i as a rich southern white man have to deal with so much in the city this is why i hate new york um the reality star drew outrage on twitter and was initially defiant telling those upset to unfollow him and saying i am not responsible for your happiness more (laughs) maybe you guys should kick this can down the road it sounds like you guys it sounds like you guys want me to get canned from the network uh more recently he told people of the video i so regret that i hate being the architect of my own demise you know what i mean shep continued i don't know what to say other than i was walking down the streets of new york with friends taking pictures and videos it was just like a frenetic thing i did not think about the consequences or the details or the consequences i still am regretful a lesson he drew from the experience was maybe try to focus on things that are beneficial to you not just you know getting hammered in new york you know what i mean and that's sort of the crux of it not saying i'm a saint and i'm not saying i'll ever be a saint but just try to make little adjustments fine-tune stuff i've never watched this show as you guys can probably tell um but that's what they sound like to me uh i also love how he gave us that you know beautiful lesson guys you know how many of us have dealt with that you know 
well you gotta learn to refocus yourself and not just get hammered on uh <laughs> in the streets of new york you know like haven't we all been there it's like i need to refocus myself stop picking on homeless people and putting on instagram live hmm. uh so hopefully people are learning that in white people news i hope so brody jenner goes shirtless as he hits crowded malibu beach with mystery mystery blonde bombshell just nine months after his shocking split with caitlin carter now is brody jenner one of them jenners that's what i was about to ask you and then they don't know this woman's name so now she gets to be mystery blonde that's the really the shadiest thing they can say about you mystery man yeah i mean we wouldn't even you wouldn't even work for us trying to find who you are oh and they said yes okay he announced his shock split with caitlin carter back in august but brody jenner seems to be starting off summer 2020 with a new blonde bombshell the 36 year old reality star has was seen holding hands with a mystery blonde bombshell at the crowded beach in malibu on sunday crowded god damn it uh no, no social distancing apparently yeah that's them chilling uh the two certainly seemed cozy as they splashed around the water together before laying out on the sand next to one another brody went shirtless in a pair of blue striped shorts along with the black baseball cap his stunning companion sported a skimpy black thong bikini there they go in the water mm-hmm. splooshing around um who wears a hat in the in the ocean for you to lose no doubt the pair was excited as the it was the first week at the los angeles Somebody County. trying to hide that hairline true other true. than that the hell you got a cap on for in the water no doubt the pair were, well you know what probably ain't been able to get haircuts oh true the pair were excited as it was the first weekend after los angeles county reopened the beaches amid the COVID 19 pandemic the outing came just nine months after ending his long-term relationship with caitlin carter brody began dating caitlin in 2013 and five years later had a lavish wedding ceremony with her in indonesia um i guess there's more pictures of him on the beach they got a dog with them it emerged at the beginning of last august that brody and caitlin had decided to call it quits on their romance i like how they didn't really talk about anything that happened at the beach with this new woman they were just like remember when this nigga broke up with caitlin now see that was a story the plot thickened when further details surfaced indicating that brody had declined to ever legally marry caitlin in fact the relationship fell apart specifically because brody's refusal to make the marriage legal and had a baby with caitlin and to have a baby with caitlin so he was like i'm not trying to get trapped okay caitlin you done fucked up um so this is caitlin and him back in the day oh brody kind of a handsome man he looked like like he got that lead singer of color me bad beard going Duh. you know um oh caitlin girl you never had a chance you mm-hmm. see that blonde bombshell he was with mm-hmm. where are your surgeries sis do you want to keep up in this game or are you bullshitting apparently have you not seen what his family is up to yeah the the legitimacy of their marriage has become a matter of public debate but for he and i was very real she wrote in the l that autumn he was quite possibly the most beautiful man on the planet with a heart of gold and a tireless sense of adventure i was drawn to spirit after a breakup with brody brody went public caitlin embarked on a brief whirlwind romance with molly cyrus oh oh she must have been some of them pictures when molly cyrus was out here uh taking your woman yo she was the one that molly one of the ones one of the ones because you know molly gets around okay listen molly fucks okay 
uh, i call her molly sire ass okay because she will get up in it uh after caitlin break a break up brody had a fling with 23 year old playboy playmate josie canseco the daughter of ex-baseball and steroid icon jose canseco a steroid icon <laughs> a legend the in the your hall- fave could never you know he in the hall of steroids right uh the the, the rumors abound that Bro- brody and caitlin had conducted an open relationship and she touched on the deep subject on the hills new beginning finale last september oh she, is she from the hills originally or is, did they reboot the hills and she's on it oh they reboot she was asked in a confessional if brody slept with other women and replied not without me being involved hey sis i see you okay Kaylin insisted that everything with me and brody is under my control but maintained the world isn't necessarily ready to hear about all that well girl you're telling us too much i feel like we did hear about it oh somebody said it was original my bad i don't okay. know hey, we don't we just making it up mm-hmm. um jamie otis and doug henner 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 changed their newborn's name from hayes to hendrix mm. uh they welcomed their second son hayes douglas henner into the world last wednesday and after just a few days married at first sight jamie otis and doug henner have announced they're changing the baby's name the couple took to instagram live to reveal their legions of to their legions of followers that they had now changed his name to hendrix douglas okay that's that's cool maybe for uh jimmy hendrix like maybe it was purple haze so they said haze and they changed it to hendrix Hmm. for jimmy hendrix i don't know this is this is all my guess i don't know the minute we had our son the minute he came out even before the first time i looked at him i almost called him hendrix we named him hey we named him hayes before we met him we both really liked the name hayes too doug later added he accidentally and coincidentally also called hayes hendrix during his birth uh jamie explained that she felt pressured to make a decision when it came to his name and she thought it would help her bond more with her son ahead of his birth jamie and doug made the final decision on saturday when they were filling out hendrix's birth certificate his new and more fitting name is also a connection to jonathan the son that jamie gave birth to at 17 weeks old in 2016 the baby naming expert told the reality stars that hendrix was was loosely connected to their late child oh the other baby must have passed oh okay jamie and doug asked their fans back in january their thoughts on regarding their son's name in the mix was hayes hendrix hudson and hunter they wanted an h name to match their daughter henley grace uh who's two the couple welcomed hendrix to the world via water home birth last week in new jersey he's so perfect he looks just like his big sister gracie the couple said in a joint statement to people we're we're in this together you and me baby hayes jamie wrote on social media on saturday i feel so blessed to get to be a mommy again uh so they're from married at first sight and they got two children so like are they from like an old ass season like they they've been together that's dope oh yeah they tied the knot married at lifetime's married at first sight on 2014 so this is like a real yeah like this like they took that shit for real good for them Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i I just love to see the whites winning you know we just do not see enough of that in society these days so 
i'm glad they are too and they're not being problematic okay they're not out here marching telling us to reopen the country and nothing she didn't nobody had my baby at the house speaking of which bachelor alums jade roper and tanner tober are expecting baby number three oh shit number three uh one bachelor family is about to get even bigger on monday jay roper and tanner tobert announced they're expecting their third child with a sweet family photo on instagram the pic includes the whole family kids included all piled up on dad tanner posing with an ultrasound photo and a pregnancy test the married couple who met on bachelor in paradise are already parents to daughter emerson avery who is two and nine-month-old son brooks easton jay posted the announcement on monday in the photo tanner is uh tanner is laying on the floor holding the positive test and ultrasound photos while the family is piled on top she wrote here we grow again it feels good to be able (laughs) (laughs) it feels good to be able to finally talk about this pregnancy the reality star went on to note that she'd been absent from social media to deal with nausea and fatigue in addition to caring for two young kids during the coronavirus pandemic although this time has its uncertainties jay wrote she and her husband were so thankful and excited for this baby i truly believe babies being born during this time are here for a special reason to be the light workers to be light workers the couple also noted that they are beyond happy to love another baby and to give emily and brooks another sibling to have our children be so close tanner reposted a baby announcement on his instagram story writing oops we did it again oh encourageable encourageable jade who placed fourth on chris souls or souls soles uh season of the bachelor and tanner who complete competed on caitlin bristow's season of the bachelorette first connected during the second season of the bachelor in paradise the couple tied the knot in january 2016 and welcomed their first child emily in 2017 in an uncertain time to be expecting a new baby but the bachelor it's an uncertain time to be expecting a new baby but the bachelor couple are no stranger to disruptive plans last year the reality stars welcomed a baby boy but the birth did not go as expected and jay delivered the baby inside the couple's southern california closet with the help from medics and firefighters holy shit yes uh the bachelor star posted a photo holding a newborn son at home on instagram writing it was one of the scariest moments of my life because it felt so out of i felt so out of control but that what but that she was so incredibly grateful for the support system she had damn she had that baby in the closet yeah babies don't give a damn about your schedule that's true that is what they say um all right that's uh that was a lot of white people news okay um oh wait white people podcasting news y'all the whites they know how to do it okay joe rogan strikes a deal with spotify it is reportedly worth over a hundred million dollars i guess they paying over there same joe rogan that just had a clip that went viral today of him talking about he believes in obamagate what the one that everyone told me was pivotal to the election and was gonna vote for bernie sanders that's that's what i was told he was never gonna vote for bernie and we need to reach his demographic that's what i was told that guy believes in obama gate okay uh yeah apparently a lot of people for them to pay that type of money he got a lot of listeners i think this is my favorite article of the week oh shit Oh. oh shit news bitch we coming for your face all right. We about to, oh all right uh boston sports dave portnoy speaks out on call her daddy podcast drama 
karen you ever listen to this podcast never heard of it i have never heard of it either call and you know we listen to everything to america's this is a huge podcast karen what this never podca- heard of it in my life this how this this podcast is fucking huge barstool sports is huge um and you know i know a lot of people it's very dude bro white guy stuff but very big you know they have and they branched out they have a lot of podcasts over there they're paying them all kinds of money like a network right yeah i'm assuming okay yeah but when in this industry podcasting there's very little like money money talk like we never know what someone's making you never know what advertisers are paying them you don't necessarily even know someone's viewership because you know that data is is normally housed you know in proprietary situations or it's private or it's behind some paywall or something like that so you really don't know what the fuck is happening right Mm -mm. but we get a little peek behind the white pay the white the white side of things karen okay this weekend the post reported that the battle between barstool sports and the co-host of the raunchy call her daddy podcast had become one uh between the women themselves on sunday night barstool founder dave portnoy took over the call her daddy podcast and dropped a blockbuster episode in which he confirmed the post reporting laying bare the guts of the disagreement and revealing how he told co-host alexandra cooper via text message in my 17 years of doing this i've never dealt with anyone as unprofessional and disloyal and greedy as the two women Hmm. cooper and co-host sophia franklin haven't recorded an episode since april it's since been revealed that the two were trying to break their barstool contract to take on television and book deals potentially worth millions of dollars millions the barstool honcho recapped his entire relationship with the duo saying he discovered them via cooper's instagram and offered the women a three-year deal initially the two didn't want to give up their brand's intellectual property including the call her daddy name when they learned there was no deal without barstool owning the brand the women relented and signed the contract which paid them around seventy thousand dollars annually each plus bonuses so they didn't want to sign then they did they right they didn't want to sign up it's like someone saying hey we will like rod and karen we want like you to come work for i don't know serious radio and they go but if you work for us we own your intellectual property the blackout tips we own the name yeah. the merchandise all that stuff yeah and it's um, up to you to how important that is to you right and so you know when you're not making that much money a lot of times you go yeah I, okay like cool because we're getting money and health care we got a three-year contract blah 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 but now if i ever leave you guys you still own the name of my show yeah i I I have to start afresh yeah i would have to start you know whatever so the podcast was an instant success with them making keep in mind what i said seventy thousand dollars a year for the this is when they first signed Mm -hmm. okay the podcast was an instant success and bigger than portnoy's wildest dreams and he gave them a raise six months into it after the first year cooper who edits the show pulled in five hundred and six thousand dollars and franklin received four hundred and sixty one thousand dollars okay yes okay that's a lot of money half a million dollars essentially they was making half a million dollars a year that told you how big their listener base is right and how popular it was mm-hmm. and also how much money barstool must be making off of them right they're not giving you money they don't got right so you earn that money like that's advertising and all this mm-hmm. now they're earning it too i'm not saying barstool right. did nothing but mm-hmm. but they're making more and giving you a fraction yeah right but that's how business works right correct 
they went from unknown talent to each making close to half a million dollars in a year portnoy said claiming that the women leaked to the press that they were underpaid a few months ago when the duo wanted to renegotiate their contracts their lawyers sent barstool sports a list of demands including one million dollars guaranteed for each of them according to portnoy they no longer wanted to be barstool employees and they wanted 50 percent of all money earned from the brand including merchandise and ads and they wanted to own the brand right because they know it's money out there like like they're to the point where we didn't know it was gonna get this big now we do y'all are making a killing off of us and we want some what did we get in return nothing said portnoy who cut off negotiations that is when they started chopping shopping call her daddy around looking to go somewhere else and break their contract with us he added barstool's stance was if you guys take call her daddy and go somewhere else we're gonna sue the fuck out of you like you're under a three-year contract instead cooper and franklin stopped working completely portnoy said the company had been losing a hundred thousand dollars for every missed episode he added them he offered them a deal that would guarantee them five hundred thousand dollars each plus bonuses it would also knock six months off the women's contracts and let them walk away at the end with their intellectual property he estimated that the deal which paid them both equally would net millions it was a no-brainer said portnoy he didn't hear from the co-host or their lawyers for days and then cooper reached out and said she wanted to accept the deal but that franklin would never agree because she was allegedly being influenced by her boyfriend hbo sports executive peter nelson Ooh, the white drama thickens right i was starting to hear whispers and cooper confirmed it and this is the big part of the story franklin's new boyfriend peter nelson hbo executive probably greenlit a hit piece on me not too long ago came into the mix he was the one who brought in all these lawyers he was openly shopping call her daddy claimed portnoy referring to a 2019 episode of hbo's real sports that hit piece included allegations by women who claimed he they had been harassed online and that it was encouraged by barstool after voicing criticism of the brand a source close to franklin previously told the post that she was willing to agree to port noise deal sophia agreed to the financial terms of barstool's offer but hasn't heard back from them she wants to continue the podcast with her friend 50 50 portnoy also claimed that nelson was all acting almost as a manager for the two women and helped them get an offer uh, from the podcast network wondery they were going to call the podcast over there too right they were going to call the podcast the fathers he added that cooper wanted to return to the fold and negotiated a deal that would give her 75 percent of the brand leaving a quarter for barstool and cutting out franklin completely damn word wow uh portnoy claimed he offered franklin her own show but she declined cooper may yet return to, to take over the original show but he said a lot is still up in the air a part of me is like you know what no amount of money is worth this let's get rid of them keep the intellectual property and start this over again ourselves so i guess hire two different women to do it Mm -hmm. cooper and franklin and nelson did not respond to the post request for comment portnoy said there's nothing more to add my podcast episode spoke for itself man the drama in white podcasting who knew Mm -hmm. because they look because his thing was like hey we'll cut it six months like he was willing to work with them and shit y'all can have it let's just do it so we won't lose all our goddamn money and that's the side uh, that's his side of the story right, right obviously but who, we don't, but who knows what really happened yeah because someone was telling me because i don't know all this stuff i don't listen to these shows so Mm-mm. someone was telling me like they have like a hip-hop podcast with uh i can't remember the rapper's name i know i saw a video of him beefing with joe button but it there was like 
that dude's making two or three million dollars as a host and i'm like so maybe they were underpaid right what happened was a lot of people was you know how it is on twitter they hate white women mm-hmm. and um they yeah. saw it was two uh you know traditionally attractive white women and so it was like oh well they look like barbie dolls so of course blah 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 and i'm like okay but who are the people that make more than them because i right. guarantee you they don't look like barbie dolls and it wouldn't surprise me if the people that make money money to them don't have the same listenership as they do well whether they do or not right my point is um if they feel like they're underpaid it's it's not like you know it like if they're just asking for like compensation at the rate that they believe they should be compensated and that may even be below some of the other people on the network the question then becomes to me uh it, it can't just be well these white women fuck them in my opinion it's it's well what, do they have a case or not because right. if they have a case i'm on the side of whoever has the case because you know whether you're a white woman or not if if the if, if you're not getting paid what you're supposed to get paid that's fucked up mm-hmm. you know and to dismiss it you know yeah because everybody cause feels they're like traditionally that, uh, attractive is ridiculous right everybody feels like that to this day money being fucked up you know you're the first person in the line smoking they fuck around and fuck up your overtime a time and a half and you don't get paid but you expect other people to be like oh well the main thing i realized though is that we are never going to have this problem because we'll never see that kind of money <laughs> not doing what we do talking about the shit we talk about ain't nobody ever like i always meet black podcasters who have like this uh idea of like some white people coming in to almost like to basically save us Mm -hmm. and be like man if i can get on with this network these networks these networks and i'm like no network's gonna give me the money they're giving white folks and especially with what we talk about and i don't want to lose the ability to talk about this shit correct you know so like it's a big like that was the main i mean i can't imagine turning down half a million dollars plus they shave three six months off your contract and you can shop your shit around and own the intellectual property rights to it at the end of those times and going not only no but fuck you i'm not working yeah, right. I can't even imagine and, that. And and, and there must have been some big money. They was like, "Oh no, no, no. We'll actually wait this contract out and have you lose money." Yeah, I I can't even imagine that. And I don't think po- podcast is not the kind of thing where like there's money to be made, but it takes a big investment, and Correct. I just don't see anyone that's a mover and shaker that seems that interested in people that talk like us and monetizing them to this degree. You know, it would take a you know some tyler perry oprah type person and of course they're gonna pick their like everyone you pick your people and you you monetize your folks and he found these women on one of them on instagram Uh, i'm sure the way they look had a lot to do with it i don't know the content of their podcast or what they Mm -hmm. talk about Mm -hmm. i I do know they say a lot of college kids listen to it Uh, they say um you know that that demographic is mostly like a, a bro type demographic for barstool so right you know that's where the money is why joe rogan getting a hundred million dollars from spotify like the the money is crazy over there where the money at yeah and this is one of the reasons i stopped banging on so hard on um some of these uh black radio personalities because Mm -hmm. i was like they're they kind of almost have to be like this to get to the money yes because they start being a little too woke a little too fucking well-read a little too opinionated you know they stop asking questions and start providing answers you know they're like they're not gonna be able to make this money and Mm -hmm. then the thing they do instead is they ask the questions and then once in a while they stumble onto some like 
woke talking point they get patted on the back because the bar's so low and then they leave it at that oh yeah you know but they're they're not like the money is not for people that are gonna be you know i'm over here talking about intersectional feminism yo well you're not gonna get you're not gonna get to be call her daddy rich and that's and call her daddy turn down the money that most i'm sure 99.9 percent of black podcasts would be like that's the money i want and they said nah fuck that that's not enough like oh so great it must be a lot of money on tape for them to go no our potential is bigger than what you're offering the game of thrones level white shade and treachery over there mm-hmm. is amazing and and you know uh with it being so big eventually if if there's more to the story it will leak out Mm-hmm. i just feel like ariel singing a part of a part of their world you know <laughs> <laughs> to have those problems you know what i mean karen that's it we ain't doing no more episodes until we get a million dollars each and get to shop off our intellectual property around i'm sick of it it's like y'all and they probably record like once a week you know what i mean right once a <laughs> goddamn week. they record once a don't week don't do no bonus shows no nothing just one time oh my god and the money they must be making off of them oh my god yeah the money they're making off of them is ridiculous they must because if they were and that's why they fought it they was like no no we're not getting our money's worth because we're getting a fraction of what you're making if they was willing to pay a million for them not to leave and give them their ip back they're making more than that. they must be they must be caking off these women oh my god who knows what they got to say for that shit to blow up mm-mm-mm anyway uh let's get to the final thing sword ratchetness And, and on the low, uh, like I said, with me not knowing anything about them, if they were being underpaid, I hope they make their money. Oh, yeah. I don't have no hate in my blood. That's Mm-mm. the thing. I saw people kind of being jealous of them. And I right. was just more talking about the industry as a whole, like whiteness, separate, like blackness versus whiteness in that industry is so different. Yeah, that's why a lot like, of people- white people function on a whole nother level. There's like, you know i doubt anyone at loudspeakers is making even like enough money to live you know we talk to uh tatiana and um ben all the time and it's like yo we have to work in addition to the work we do on this podcast mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh with, with that kind of money you literally could solely focus on doing a podcast correct and obviously the other things touring all the stuff that comes around with it but Mm -hmm. like that's your living if you want it to be and then not just that because they have white ears people are like we want to give you a book deal we want to give you uh another job in in another role like Mm -hmm. like the just when when you're white the limit is the fucking sky when you're black it's it's a tough road out there you know what i mean not not that there's no black people doing well blah 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 any of that stuff like jamel hills over at spotify now Mm -hmm. hopefully she's doing well you know but it's just it just makes you think like man this there's like a big divide in this game um and it's not necessarily independent like part of it's independent and corporate Mm -hmm. but a bigger part of that is actually race 
correct you know this is when people when people say stuff like podcasting is so white this is what they're really saying it's like right you white, have to white search. people want to listen to white people right they don't want to listen to nobody else i don't blame itunes i don't blame uh the big corporate entities or whatever white people who get to select what they want to listen to they scrolling past all this black shit man yes unless, they are unless you are a certain type of black you know unless you're willing to be like maybe all lives do matter or whatever unless or whatever you know tap dancing it up you're you gonna be in a tough situation now, i bet money even the ones who be tap dancing probably have less listeners than the white folks in those like so like a candace owens probably has less listeners than like a richard spencer or whatever of course that would be my guess anyway a Saginaw Township man was arrested after threatening his neighbors with a miniature samurai sword, police say. About 1.30 p.m. on Monday, May 4th, police were dispatched to a residence in the 2300 block of Greenbush Place for a neighbor dispute stemming from a hit and run, said Saginaw Township Police Lieutenant Rick Heron. Officers said a guest of the house in question was leaving and crashed his vehicle into, into a neighbor's parked car and then continued on his way without stopping as officers are on route to the scene a 20 year old resident of the house became involved in a dispute with his neighbors an off-duty officer who get, happened to be nearby and knew the man attempted to calm the situation heron said the 20 year old turned his focus on the off-duty officer and began making threats to him police allege at some point the resident bega- uh, went into his house and then came back outside brandishing approximately a two-foot long sword and made threats to kill those he'd been in dispute with heron said uniform uh, uniform officers arrived and tried to uh, arrest the subject a scuffle ensued which ended with the subject being taken into officer's custody police took the man to covenant health care for an evaluation to verify he was not injured and to see if there was a medical reason for his erratic behavior heron said staff at the hospital cleared the man and police took him to saginaw county jail where he was lodged in a four-year felony charge of an assault with a dangerous weapon the case is being forwarded to the saginaw county prosecutor's office for review the arrested man's name has been withheld pending arraignment all right y'all that's it for this episode mm-hmm. of the show we'll be back tomorrow at 4 30 p.m eastern standard time yes, sir with uh our girls uh q and j queen and j from mm-hmm. t with queen and j that should be fun i hopefully yeah I, I, i'm looking forward to it you yes, know sir. we've had a lot of great guests in the last couple of weeks and yes we have i feel like it continues tomorrow so looking forward to that if you guys like this too much we put an episode out this morning me and bossy uh so hopefully guys you, you enjoyed that there wasn't a lot of molly in this episode so you guys didn't get to do a lot of projecting but <laughs> you know i think you got i think you i believe in you i think you guys can still find a way to project all over her okay all right uh until tomorrow i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.